What's up, people? Another episode of Justice Sports. I'm OK Davis here with you. We got baseball cancellations. Jay Monahan should be canceled from the PGA Tour. We got French Open uh, final that may determine the changing of the guard of who is the best ever to play this game. We've got game four with the Heat trying to keep from getting canceled. And the Florida Panthers also down in South Florida, staving off elimination. We are first going to start with the PGA Tour Saudi PIF merger. This happened some time ago. I wanted to do the show immediately after the breaking news, and I should have, and I didn't. But this story is bigger than sports. We want to put it in the context of sports. But what is happening, not starting to happen, already is happening, is that Saudi Arabia's public investment fund, PIF, is taking over the world. The crazy, wild, shocking announcement of this merger between the PGA Tour and the PIF is only the beginning? No. This is like, kind of like second quarter almost. It's already happening. And of course, the government's now going to get their hands in it. News came out today that uh, Congress is, uh, they're looking at this. They're going to start looking at this. And when they look at it, the first person I want them to look at is PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan. In my mind, he's the worst of the worst. He put himself up there now as the worst commissioner ever, ever. And not because I am concerning myself with the human rights violations of Saudi Arabia. Because I don't want to hear that. It's wrong. But what happened here in America? Don't tell me about sports washing. Slavery? Yeah. All right? That happened here. We may know about it. Some people may know about it. Some people may not know about it. But what happened to American-based journalist Jamal Khashoggi was awful, awful. But I'm sure it's not the first. I just hope it's the last, and it really isn't the last. But I'm sure it's not the first.
we have the uh, John Garamendi, U.S. Representative of California, says, uh, quote, Saudi Arabia cannot be allowed to, quote, unquote, sports wash, end quote, its government's horrific human rights abuses and the 2018 murder of American-based journalist Jamal Khashoggi by taking over the PGA Tour. PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan should be ashamed of the blatant hypocrisy and about face he and the rest of the PGA's leadership demonstrated by allowing the sovereign wealth fund of a foreign government with an unconscionable human rights record to take over an iconic sports league and avoid paying a penny in federal court income tax. This merger flies in the face of the PGA players who turned down $100 million paydays for the from the Saudi-backed live to align themselves with the right side of history and human decency, end quote. I think it is disgusting. If there's a way to shut it down and you want to shut it down, okay, we'll figure it out. But don't act like you, this country has not had some of those same issues. Do business with China, other countries in Africa, that have had have human rights. Bottom line is nobody nobody's clean. No one, not a corporation, not a government, not a person. We're just not clean. So don't get all sanctimonious. You can't get sanctimonious. It's ridiculous. You can't. At the very least, you could acknowledge that you should be ashamed of your human rights record and that you are doing things to change it. My thing is, I the, the part that I really agree with uh, the U.S. representative of California is that the players should be the most livid. And the one that stands out to me is Will Zalatoris. Turned down $130 million, only made $20 million in his career so far. And I'm not crying. I'm not sad for him. I mean, $20 million, that's a good payday. If I should be so lucky to make that amount in my career would be great. But the part that I have not heard from anyone at the top levels of sports journalists. Because I think that we've thought so much about the one, the about face, but about the human rights part. Not only were they duplicitous, the PGHR commissioner, in working out this deal with the PIF, not only did you take money out of, you got players to side with you to take to not take the money guaranteed money by the way and there is no way in the world that those players will ever see that money again tiger woods turned down 800 million dollars rory mcelroy turned down money from the live tour live is dead no Liv is fully alive. 
because now they own the PGA Tour and they don't have to play pay these players these guaranteed dollars anymore. Oh, no, no, no. So not only is this merger awful in the eyes of Capitol Hill and people who were upset and uh, Senator Tim Kaine, quote, I was really sickened by the news of the merger. I thought the PGA was taking a principled stand. When I saw the news, I was really disappointed because it seems they set aside all the human rights objections that they had and just decide, okay, well, we'll just make more money if we go in a different direction, end quote. It's awful. Greg Norman, Phil Mickelson, Brooks Kepka, I told you, told you so. They're looking good. They get they get to keep their guarantee. I mean, I imagine they do get to keep their guaranteed money, while these other players now you just got to go and compete for it. Will Zalatoris, you're never making that kind of money in your life. Hundred thirty million. I mean, I guess I shouldn't say he's never. But, like, this was guaranteed money that was going to be in your pocket no matter what happened with the PGA Tour. And you gave it up, and now the PGA Tour, I mean, just duplicitous. Now they get the money. Now the PGA Tour can be like, that's our money. All of the backers of the tour, behind the scenes, people that I don't even know. I don't even want to know. I didn't even want to, like, go into this deep dive where I'm looking at who's all going to profit from this new merger it's not going to be the players the same way anymore and if i'm the players and this league is built on the players and the commissioner has to answer to the players i'd be like jay monahan you're out now if it ever comes out that some of the players like roy mcelroy knew about this ahead of time uh, okay i mean it's a gray area not happy about it but it's a gray area but this is disgusting You know the PGA Tour. No, 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 don't take the money. Don't go, don't go, don't go. Then behind behind the the other side of the door, you're then talking to the Live Tour. Okay, we'll take the money. Give us the money. That way we can have all of this money, this PIF money. Then we'll give a little bit to the players. You know what I'm saying? We get $200 million, We'll give $50 million to the players, and we'll divvy up all of the rest. It's disgusting. And I don't feel like I'm hearing enough of that. Enough of understanding the economics of what's happening here and how all of the people that were behind the scenes that saw that these players were getting the money from PIF, that saw the PGA Tour was possibly going away or dying, which I don't think that was going to be the case. But now you could just say, oh, just give us all of the money and we'll decide what the players get now. It's disgusting. And I think that the players, if there is a suit to be had, I would file a suit right now. And I hope we're going to get breaking news sometime today that the players have filed some kind of antitrust, defamation, whatever kind of lawsuit they can come up with against the PGA Tour and the commissioner. It's a shame what they did. disgusting just disgusting 
I could go on and on with this, but I'm not going to because I want to talk about something else that was disgusting. And that's the play of the Miami Heat back at home. What are you doing? Every time you count the Heat out, you realize you can't count them out. And I know I'm saying this and I'm saying I'm mad at the Heat. I want the Heat to win game three. Now, the laws, the the averages say that 80% of the teams that win game three go on to win the NBA title. And I wanted to see what would happen when a team who was the AC that shouldn't even be in this position win games three, game, wins game three against a team that everyone thought, including me, that it'd be a gentleman's sweep. Now let's see what Denver can do. Now we have some real drama. And they blew it. They blew it. They had their chance. At home, all the momentum. Maybe the problem is they were inviting Neymar to come kick the soccer ball into the basketball hoop ahead of the game and all that kind of junk when they should have said, no, no distractions. We got a basketball game to win. And I know that's like the ridiculous thing that you say, no distractions. But they got destroyed at home, and that should have never happened. Well, I shouldn't say never, but you want it in game three for them to get it done. Now we got a game four tonight. Okay, whatever. I mean, I hope they win or else we're back to my prediction of a gentleman's sweep. I, I I don't want to count them out. You can never count them out. But I could see Denver being like, okay, we're going to close it out. Because I heard that the Denver coach Malone, he like ripped into Denver after game two. Like y'all better get it together. And they got it together. Kind of think they're done. I do kind of think they're done. And it's crazy to think even with this happening, Denver, who's in the NBA Finals, is going to be getting draft picks from Oklahoma City Thunder? I mean, this Oklahoma City Thunder team is just they they're making deals and the nuggets are one of those teams that can make a deal with them and the nuggets are trying to win a championship now they'll get the 37th and the 22nd pick i mean 37th pick in the june 22nd draft The general manager there is Calvin Booth, former Washington Wizard. So I'm happy for him. He was there right when I started working there. It's, man, this Denver team looks amazing. And... Back in my off-the-bench days, I would say to Jeremy and Jacob, I'd be like, yo, Nikola Jokic is the best player in the NBA. And they'd be like, stop playing, stop saying that. No, he was then and he is now. There's a reason he won 
two straight MVPs. And they were hating on him. You know they were hating on him. He got picked last in the NBA All-Star game this year. He's the best player on the court and got picked last. You just, you just want to see a good series. And so we really, 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 really need, need for Miami to win tonight. I don't want a general men's sweep. I want a game seven. That's what I want. Love a game seven. And speaking of seasons on the line, I found myself last night watching the Florida Panthers against the Vegas Golden Knights. That was, wow, what a game. I mean, with what, like four minutes to go? Was that, no, two minutes to go, Matthew Kachuk tied the game. I started watching at the four-minute mark. And in four minutes and 27 seconds into the extra period, the Florida Panthers win it in overtime, 3-2. That was, it was, it was amazing. I mean, some will tell you, yeah, you cannot beat hockey, playoff hockey. And I was glued to my seat. Forgot how to say that, uh, the, the guy who got the game-winning goal, Carter Verhage, Carter Verhage. The Panthers are 7-0 in the playoffs in overtime. They're having a magical season. And for the Vegas Golden Knights, I remember going to Vegas. And when the Caps won the title in 2018, I was like, oh, man. Vegas, I think that was the Golden Knights' first year in existence, I believe. They lost to the Caps. Gentlemen sweep 4-1. And now they got a chance to get back, maybe. I mean, I'm sorry. They got a chance to win it all. They already got it. They got the chance to get back. But now they have a chance to win it all. We'll see. I mean, it's hard to get here. It's really hard. But it was a fun, fun, fun game to watch. And especially with no NBA, like, what am I going to watch? French Open's at a different time zone, so I'm not watching that. So I was watching hockey, and it was great. And speaking of the French Open, uh, spoiler alert, if you're trying to wait to watch it tonight, I know who won, and I'm not happy about it. I'm not happy at all. So if you know I'm not happy, then that means you know who won. I'm just rooting for Casper Rude. Casper Rude. Casper Rude. Djokovic is 
he's just he's just simply the best and he's going to end up being the best he will now be in his 34th grand slam final appearance and that's tying him with chris everett who's an underrated female player for most in the men's or women's tennis in the open era and now he's the oldest man or woman to compete in the french open and he is not done my prediction is that as long as he stays healthy, he will win the all four Grand Slams. I was going to call it the Golden Slam, but the Golden Slam is when you win the Olympic gold as well. Technically, the Grand Slam is when you win all four slams. And I think he's going to do it. I think he's unstoppable. He knows that this will, just this alone sets him apart from Federer and Nadal. Nadal's done. I mean, I'm sad, but he's done, right? He's done. So that's it for him. And so now Djokovic will sit on top. And here's the thing that's the problem for me with tennis. Enjoy Djokovic while you can. And he's probably going to play for another three, four years. So you got some time. But I'm sad. Like I never got to see Serena Williams play. I mean, maybe I could see her in some kind of pro-am celebrity thing now. I got to see Venus play. I never saw Federer. Never saw Rafa. Um, Maybe I'll be able to go see Novak Djokovic. But there's nobody in tennis. The tennis stars have dimmed. That's nobody out there that you really are excited to see. For me, for me. There are players I root for, but it's just not the same anymore. It really isn't the same. There's no enigmatic star that you gravitate towards that you're like, ooh, I got to watch. On the men's or women's side, you're not eager Swiatek. Nope. Swiatek, I think is how you say it. Nope. The donut delivery lady. Nope. If you don't know what that means, it's because she beats players 6060. Donuts. That's why they call her donuts. And she doesn't even like that. She's like, no, I don't want to disrespect my players like that. And I don't want to necessarily disrespect the players either. But like, that also is like, yeah, you're boring. You're just methodically winning. There's no emotion the same way. When Novak is gone, who were you excited? Were you like, ooh, I want to watch them play? It's not Carlos Alcaraz. Especially if he, you know, unfortunately is sad that he got a little hurt. Uh, but it's just... It, it's, you know, he got, Alcaraz started to cramp up and, and that's it. And so then what do you say? Djokovic is in better shape than Alcaraz? 10 years difference? Right? I think it's 10 years difference in age. Might even be more than that. 
Novak, no, Novak, Novak Djokovic, who I did call Novak Djokovic, COVID. I mean, he's going up against a 20-year-old, so it's really almost a 20-year difference. Just dispatch him, like, get out of here. You're, you're not even at my level. And I don't mean in terms of the fact he's at his level because he is in the semifinal. I'm saying he's not at his level because health-wise, he's, he's, he's hurt, cramping up. Due to exertion and dehydration, partying too much, something. Because Novak Djokovic is out there cranking it, getting it done. Tennis just isn't the same. And, you know, if, look, is Kasper Rude going to beat Novak Djokovic? No, Novak Djokovic will by the end of the French Open, just like Iga, uh, Iga Swiatek will be holding up the, the trophy. That's just it. That's just it. So enjoy the greatness while you can. If you get a chance to go watch these players play, I, I am going to accept the fact that I, I don't mind if it's in a um, pro-am. I Because I actually think they'd be more fun to watch. I want to try to find a way to watch Nadal and Federer and Serena at some point. Hopefully I still can. Hopefully I still can. I'm going to end it on baseball. A lot of games canceled on the East Coast due to the uh, weather. Uh, it looks like uh, orange in New York City. Some other games were suspended. Let's hope that they get the games on today. Because, uh, yeah, there were a lot of games that weren't being played yesterday. Arizona at Washington postponed. Sorry, not a lot of games, but... It'll be interesting if this happens long-term that more games start to get canceled. Philly at Detroit. Chicago at New York were postponed. I mean, I know it's not a lot, but that, that's a big deal that some of these games were canceled. Let's hope we get the air quality back so we can see baseball. This might be one of the best baseball seasons of all time. It wouldn't say you got parity per se. Actually, now the Boston Red Sox are now below 500 by a game. So now the ALEs can't say they're the only division that has every team above 500. But I think when you look at the number of teams that have won 30 games this year, already this season, I think you can have some really good matchups. I mean, if Tampa Bay doesn't win at all, man, at the rate they're playing, I mean, they shoot, they, you know, I'm sure they're thinking we're going to win the World Series. But then again, remember those Boston Bruins.
I mean, their run differential, plus 135. Texas Rangers is plus 154. That's ridiculous. Texas Rangers are trying to be right there with Tampa Bay, but Tampa Bay is 46 and 19. The Rangers are 40 and 21. I got to get you some baseball games. Very, very soon. Very soon. But I'm happy. My Orioles, 38 and 24. Six and a half games back behind the Rays. And the Nats, I think they are respectable 25 and 36. Because as I said, I thought they were going to be down there and like maybe in the teens in terms of wins at this point in the season. But with 25 wins to only be like a half a game behind the Cubs and the Cardinals. Only three games behind the Padres. I think the Nationals are overachieving and probably seeing what's going on up 95 in Baltimore and saying, oh, we might not be that far away. And I hope they are not. I hope they are not. I'm going to enjoy this sports weekend. I hope you will. Um, OTAs are over in the NFL. So we can get a little bit of a break as we get look forward to training camp in July. Speaking of parody, that could be fun. Speaking of Saudi Arabia, to go back to the beginning, when are they going to own an NFL team? It may not be that far off. So be careful. Right? All of you, uh, everybody out there was like, oh, human rights atrocities. Yeah, we're going to see what you say, especially you golf fans. We're going to see what you say now. You still, you're not going to watch the PGA Tour now? Right? Yeah, you will. Right? You're going to capitulate. You're going to capitulate. And it may be a lot more capitulating because they're coming for the NFL and the NBA and Major League Baseball and hockey. They're going to own tennis soon. They're going to own the world before you know it. All right, I won't get all into that. Enjoy your sports weekend. This has been Just for Sport. I'm Jamoke. Ciao for now.